Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and on this show, we talk about writing, history, rules, and cool stuff. Today, I have a segment about the phrase out-of-pocket, written by Neil Whitman. In July 2015, a listener named Barb Mindel posted a question on my Facebook page. She wrote, I have recently heard a couple of my friends from the northeastern states use the term out-of-pocket to refer to the fact that they were unavailable. What is the origin of this idiom? Well, I responded right away, saying that I'd put it on our list of things to cover. Well, Barb, it's been a few years, but here, at last, is that episode on Out of Pocket. After I wrote my short response, a commenter named Lynn Eggers linked to a 2009 post on Language Log, written by Mark Liberman, a linguist at the University of Pennsylvania. A mysterious disappearance in the news piqued Liberman's curiosity about why out-of-pocket is used to mean unreachable. South Carolina Governor Mark Sanford was nowhere to be found, not answering his phone or returning his emails. Both his publicist and a state senator described him as out-of-pocket. It later turned out he'd been in South America during his out-of-pocketry, having an affair with an Argentinian woman. Like Barb, Liberman was puzzled by this meaning of -of out-of-pocket and looked it up in the Oxford English Dictionary. He found that the OED's earliest citation was from a 1908 short story by O. Henry called Buried Treasure. The quotation went, Just now she's out of pocket, and I shall find her as soon as I can. Liberman's post on out-of-pocket received several dozen comments in the weeks after it was published, and one was from Jan Freeman, who at the time wrote a language column for the Boston Globe. Freeman quoted from a piece she'd written in 1997. In this piece, she first nodded to the meaning that's probably more familiar to most of you. Out-of-pocket refers to expenses you cover yourself, as opposed to expenses that are paid by someone else, such as your employer or your insurance company. As for the unreachable meaning, Freeman had called on Joan Hall, the editor of the Dictionary of American Regional English, DARE for short, who identified this idiom as a feature of Southern American English going back to at least 1967. Of course, 1967 is almost 60 years after 1908, the date of the O. Henry example. But when Freeman wrote her column, that dare citation was the earliest known written usage of -of out-of-pocket used to mean unreachable. The OED, in contrast, didn't even have an entry for this meaning. 
But sometime between Freeman's column in 1997 and Liberman's post in 2009, the OED caught up, smashing Dare's antedating with its find. But Dare was the first to peg this meaning for out-of-pocket as a Southernism, and the OED citation backed this up. O. Henry, whose real name was William Sidney Porter, was born in North Carolina and spent much of his adult life in Texas. And the OED citation from 1974 is from a South Carolina newspaper. It reads, quote, If you have ever been sick and the only doctor is out of pocket for the weekend, then you know we need more doctors, unquote. In addition to being associated with Southern American English, out-of-pocket seems to be more common among journalists. In her column, Jan Freeman also referenced a 1980 on-language column by William Sapphire, in which he responded to a reader's question about out-of-pocket. Sapphire didn't make the Southern connection. According to Freeman, he judged it to be just some journalism jargon. This connection was mentioned in a 2007 post on the blog Grammarphobia by Patricia T. O'Connor and Stuart Kellerman. Once again, a reader had written in wondering about out-of-pocket to mean unreachable. Here's O'Connor's response. Quote, I first came across this meaning in the early 1980s when I was a staff editor at the New York Times. Reporters who had filed stories were supposed to supply phone numbers where they could be reached in case questions arose. If a reporter was unreachable, say on a plane to Tibet, he or she was said to be out of pocket, unquote. More support for the journalism angle comes from some of the comments on the language log. Susan Kemmer told of hearing it in Texas from, quote, an old-timey columnist for the local paper, unquote. Another commenter with the handle of RSHS offered this etymology, quote, in the fast-waning newspaper office, the copy chief sits in the crook of a horseshoe-shaped desk, surrounded by copy editors. This is the pocket. To keep the flow of proofread copy going, the chief must be in pocket. If he goes away for any length of time, he's out of pocket, unavailable, and things grind to a halt. This became shortened to out-of-pocket on telexes and faxes, unquote. So at this point, we can safely say that journalists have been using out-of-pocket to mean unreachable. As for whether the expression really did originally refer to a horseshoe-shaped desk, RSHS didn't provide any evidence, so I can't say for sure. At this point, people have been curious about the unreachable meaning of out-of-pocket for decades. Barb's query in 2015, Mark Liberman's blog post in 2009, Patricia O'Connor's Grammarphobia post in 2007, Jan Freeman's column in 1997, and William Sapphire's column in 1980. But in all this discussion of out-of-pocket referring to finances or to unavailability, there is a third meaning that we haven't even touched yet. Some of you may have been wondering when I'll finally get to it, and the answer is when we return. Okay, we're back. Among the 50-plus comments on Mark Liberman's language log post, most arrived within a day of its publication, and almost all of them talked about the unreachable meaning or the financial one. But comment number 32 was different. It was posted by a user calling herself NASCAR Daughter, who wrote, quote, Here in the Bay Area, out-of-pocket can refer to behavior considered unconventional, inappropriate, or just plain wrong. 
You might say that someone who gets really drunk at a party and starts flirting with your significant other is acting out of pocket, for example. More than a year later, a commenter named Richard wrote something similar, observing that, quote, in the inner city, out-of-pocket means extremely disrespectful and rude, to the point of deserving a serious beating, unquote. If anyone was surprised by that comment, no one said so. A commenter with the handle Altissima mentioned hearing out-of-pocket to mean unreachable in season two of the HBO TV series The Wire— and to mean inappropriate in season three of that same series. The strange thing about this inappropriate meaning of of out-of-pocket is that it seems to have been around almost as long as the unreachable meaning, but has mostly gone unnoticed. In contrast to the decade-by-decade march of people consulting journalists and lexicographers about unreachable out-of-pocket, The earliest I found someone asking about inappropriate out-of-pocket is in a 2012 episode of the podcast Away With Words. The caller was named Danette, and like many others, she was surprised by the unreachable meaning. But unlike them, her default meaning was not the financial one, but the inappropriate one. Also unlike the others, Danette did some fieldwork before calling an expert— she asked many of her friends and co-workers what out-of-pocket meant to them and found a distinct division. The ones for whom it meant unreachable were white, and the ones for whom it meant inappropriate were, like Danette, black. Away With Words host Grant Barrett confirmed this finding and cited Dalzell's Dictionary of Slang as having citations for this meaning as far back as 1972. And by the way, if you're looking for this book, more recent editions have the title Partridge's Dictionary of Slang and Unconventional English. Other lexicographers have also noted the inappropriate meaning and its connection to Black English. In her 2007 blog post, Patricia O'Connor highlighted it as one of three primary meanings for the phrase out-of-pocket, even though it wasn't the one her reader was asking about. She cited Castle's Dictionary of Slang, which identified out-of-pocket as a shortening of the phrase out-of-the-pocket. According to CDS, the phrase originated in Black English in the 1940s and was originally a piece of jargon related to playing pool. Being out-of-pocket was not a good thing because a shot that goes out-of-pocket or out-of-the-pocket means that the offending player misses their next turn. And another aside, like Dalzell's slang dictionary, this one also has a new title. The newer editions have been written by lexicographer Jonathan Green and are titled Green's Dictionary of Slang. You can find it on Twitter. So why haven't non-lexicographers been asking about this usage more often? Part of the answer could be that it's less common. A search in the Corpus of Contemporary American English indicates that from 1990 through 2019, out-of-pocket was used with its financial meaning about 94% of the time. The unreachable meaning comes in at about 4%, and the inappropriate meaning accounts for about 1%, with the remaining 1% consisting of the literal meaning in which someone is taking something out of their pocket. Those examples occur almost entirely in stage directions in plays or screenplays with their telegraphic phrasing. Another likely reason related to the first is that as an often stigmatized variety of English, Black English gets less attention. However, the Black English inappropriate meaning for out-of-pocket is starting to go mainstream. Right around the time that Mark Liberman was wondering about unreachable out-of-pocket, 
and those two outnumbered commenters were telling about its inappropriate meaning, Twitter was gaining traction. And Black users of Twitter were leading the way with innovative uses of the hashtag and the mix of humor with political and social commentary that's come to be known as Black Twitter. This is the community that originated the hashtag-turned-movement Black Lives Matter and others such as hashtag Say Her Name and hashtag Me Too. A YouTube video on the channel Say It Loud titled Why Black Twitter Exists and is Totally Awesome explains all of this really well and is in fact where I learned most of it. I'll put a link in the show notes. With that in mind, let's look at how out-of-pocket is used on Twitter. A search for all tweets with this phrase posted on August 15th, 2020, brings in too many to work with easily, but in the first 20 of those tweets, unreachable out-of-pocket is completely absent, while 13 of those tweets have the inappropriate out-of-pocket meaning. Here are a few examples that are safe for family listening. From the user Eduard Monte, quote, And now teens are more aware, so when someone says something out of pocket to them, now it's really shocking and hurtful, unquote. And from the user N10Oreo, quote, When you think you've made a guy friend and then bam, there goes the out of pocket comment, unquote. And so at this point, what began as a racially coded language difference is starting to become an age-coded one. As an indicator, the first time I heard out-of-pocket to mean inappropriate was from a young white male. A definition on Urban Dictionary sums up this point well. Although Urban Dictionary isn't known for its careful research or fact-checking, its definitions are crowdsourced. They come directly from users. That means that as a popular term gets defined again and again, bogus definitions tend to stand out as outliers, and you can see how definitions are added or evolve over time. Urban Dictionary has at least four entries for inappropriate out-of-pocket, including this thoughtful one from the user Chumgang posted in 2011. Quote, Young, hip, primarily black people use this to mean out-of-line— or behaving in a way that is unacceptable under the circumstances. Old business people use this to mean unreachable by the usual means. If you are both a hip black person and a business person, colleagues' use of this term in the latter context can be both ambiguous and amusing, unquote. There's probably a good sitcom joke, advertising slogan, or corny riddle involving out-of-pocket just waiting to be written. If you have one, leave a comment on the webpage for this segment at quickanddirtytips.com or tag me on Twitter with it. That segment was written by Neil Whitman, an independent writer and consultant specializing in language and grammar and a member of the Reynoldsburg School Board. You can find him at literalminded.wordpress.com and on Twitter as literalminded. Finally, I have a familect story that made me laugh. When my son was learning to speak, I wanted to teach him to say, I love you. And so I had him repeat, I, and he'd repeat, I, love, love, you, you. He could repeat everything after me perfectly. So then I put it together and I said, say, I love you. And he'd say, doba. And I don't know where he came up with this. It's not something at all sounding like what we said. And I'd have him again say, I, I, love, love, you, you. I love you. Dopa. And I thought it was so interesting because obviously he could say the words individually, but it was too much altogether. 
but it sounds nothing at all like I love you. He wasn't even trying like I boo or something like that. I you to to mimic it. And so he's about to turn eight right now. And he and our daughter and my husband and our family, that's how we say I love you now. And it's just a really sweet memory whenever we're saying goodbye or goodnight, you know, goodnight, doba. And it's our special way of saying I love you. Thanks. Thank you for sharing. I laughed every time you reported him saying this so obviously wrong word. I never got over the surprise. If you want to call and leave a voicemail with the story of a word your family and only your family uses, the number is 83-321-4-GIRL. And be sure to tell me the story behind the word, because that's always the best part. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find articles that go with each podcast segment at my website, quickanddirtytips.com. And you can find me on Twitter and Facebook as Grammar Girl. Thanks to my producer, Nathan Sams. And that's all. Thanks for listening. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted with the finest materials for irresistible comfort every single night. Now, save up to $800 on select adjustable mattress sets only at StearnsAndFoster.com. Lesser savings may apply. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.